I was like noticing that all of those solutions weren't like fixing any of the problems in my community in LA. Yeah. And then I, every time I would go to the supermarket, I would see friends, family, neighbors queuing up yeah. and they didn't have the benefits of shopping online because they had to use their food stamp at the store. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? You're listening to Africa's number one podcast, the Grey Air Podcast, aka the Skin in the Game Podcast. And uh, it's hard to believe that it's already the 25th of Feb, 2019, uh, when it, fe- it, it, fe- it feels like yesterday when we were celebrating the new year. And apparently it's not new year anymore. So I hope you're getting your dreams and your goals and the new year resolutions fulfilled because, like I said, it's not like it's a new year anymore. So today I have an exciting guest on the podcast uh, by the name of Eli Morin. Eli Kadron Morin. I hope that I'm pronouncing your, your middle name correctly, Eli. Uh, and Eli is a wine combinator hackathon winner and also an EOS hackathon winner. And I met him at EOS hackathon finale in Africa, the EOS Africa Hackathon. Eli has been at the forefront of mobile disruption as an advisor and team member to some of the fastest growing and groundbreaking mobile startups on the planet. AdMob, which was acquired by Google, Snapchat was acquired by Amazon, Aloha was acquired by Autonavi, Alibaba, Mojiva, Inmobi, OpenX, Lipa Learning, AppFuel, and AdTown. Over the last decade, Eli has gained expertise in the areas of mobile monetization, startup growth, developer evangelism, M&A, strategic partnerships, business development, sales design, and product management globally and within the U.S. So actually, I should add to that blockchain also because, uh, you know, his uh, new company that he was uh, that he was participating with at the hackathon years was actually building a solution on the blockchain so for the first part of the interview we discussed all ebt which is uh, his company that he was representing at the hackathon at the eos hackathon and these guys are doing incredible work to allow people to use food stamps and use them as debit cards and buy things online which is incredible i think that's definitely necessary uh, whether in the United States and other places that people use food stamps or grants and we then jumped into startups in general and we also discussed his experience uh, at Google and the other companies that he has been with and he also answers some questions that came from uh, some of the listeners including the all-time question of do you have to be technical for you to run a successful tech startup and I think Eli is a perfect unicorn to answer that question. So I hope you guys enjoy this. And remember to support the Grey Air podcast on Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash greatjabes. That's where you can find and support this podcast. You can also subscribe uh, to keep in touch on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, all over the place. So find what works for you. Or you can also join the newsletter on my website greyjabesi.com so i hope you guys enjoy and find this helpful 
Uh, we'll see you at the end of the interview. So let's start with uh, where you guys are from. It's great to see you here in South Africa, by the way. Go live, eh? Doesn't seem yeah, like you yeah, have. Yeah, I get you. Doesn't seem like you have had enough time to enjoy the city. You just came in already for the. No, hustle. no, no. Every day we've been going crazy. So we've, right. We've been, we've been, we've been at it. Um, so just share a little bit about you guys. You know what made you come here, and obviously you're building on EOS. And what's the, the history there? We're yeah. from Los Angeles, yeah. and we also are from Puerto Rico, and we won the we're the social impact winners for EOS San Francisco. Yes. So they had a they had a hackathon in San Francisco, in Sydney, in Hong Kong, and they gathered all the winners of all those different hackathons, yeah. and they flew us all over here. So all expenses paid. Ah. Everything was taken care of, and they flew us over here for the grand final. And right now, we're competing for half a million dollar investment for right. for EOS VC. How is things looking? Oh yeah, we're excited. We're we're in the top three, and yeah. we're we're definitely excited about what's going on. So I'm curious to know specifically why did you choose to build on EOS? Was it specifically because of the hackathon, or what? What was the who made the choice and why? Yep, so this event is sponsored by EOS. So okay. we were building on EOS before, mm -hmm. and at the hackathon, we won. So basically what they did here is they had an incubation week. So it was a week-long process. We've been here for about a week. Yeah. And they brought their whole dev team. They brought their marketing team. They brought their business team. Yeah. And they built up our company from the ground up. They broke it down and then we built it up again together. Right. I saw even Dan Larimer on, on the virtual yeah, conversation that you guys Dan had. was basically giving us feedback about the product, yeah. about the back end, about the infrastructure, where how we should really be thinking about token economics, yeah. how we shouldn't be thinking about token economics, mm -hmm. and and you know the the reasons why EOS is a, is a good platform to build on. And so, you know, obvious things like scalability, mm -hmm. transaction volume, um, and speed, those are the three main factors. Because what we're doing, we haven't even talked about the problem. Mm -hmm. We've just been talking about EOS. Yeah, yeah, so, so yeah. I think let's jump into that. Yeah. Like, well, you're solving a very important problem. That's right. Yeah, That's right. well, just tell, tell me about it a little more. Yeah, so in the US, mm. There's 22% of the population live on food stamps. 22%? Yeah, 54 million people in America. That is scary. It's, yeah. a, it's a large group of people. Yeah. And they get these coupons, which are actually made out of paper. And the paper coupons, they've invented like a long time ago. Yeah. And one of the problems with those coupons is that they don't work online. Okay. Can't make so any transactions no online. No Amazon Fresh, no yeah. Instacart, no Costco, Walmart.com, no mm -hmm. mobile apps, no ordering, nothing. Apps. Food stamps don't work online. People can't shop online, can't do anything. So it's a real, real simple use case where technology, whether that's EOS, whether mm -hmm. that's blockchain, whether that's cryptocurrencies, can help people start to just do something basic like order online groceries yeah like make online transactions right and then from the merchant side so if you're a merchant and you want to sell online products that are food items or groceries or uber eats instacart mm -hmm. you can't accept 
payments either. Yeah, so and she, she told me that it's, uh, I think it's a hundred and seventy-eight billion dollar market. 128. Yes, yeah, so yeah. $128 billion of lost revenue for right. online transactions. Um, and then the government, they're funding the program, mm. and, and they want to make sure that these transactions can be verified, that there's a ledger that's immutable, right. so that the merchant can't generate fraud, the user can generate fraud, mm -hmm. and then we make sure that the whole system is can be verified. Yeah. So one thing that she mentioned as well was that when we're talking about your platform, you know, there are things like people complain like, hey, people get uh, food stamps all the time, but they, they, end up, they end, up, end up buying things like drugs and things that are not really important. I don't know if you have you factored something like that in your product so that it kind of monitors what you're spending your money on? Yeah, so the food stamp program has restrictions, mm. no alcohol, no tobacco. Yeah. And currently, the only way to verify that that is not being sold is at the merchant, right? Okay. So through our system, the merchant verifies that, but then the user has to also be verified, and then the government can see the transaction on the blockchain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And how are you going to move it from where it is now to get it to be used I, I think how long do you think you have on your roadmap to build it and get it into the hands of consumers yep so right now everything's been organic mm -hmm. uh, through that we won the Y Combinator hackathon for yes. social impact we won the Facebook developer conference hackathon for social oh, wow. impact wow. so and now we're here at the EOS final um, so we've gotten a lot of user interest which is probably the most important thing I think investors see the market opportunity here because yeah. it's just such a huge market. So we're actually raising a round of funding right now. So probably closing Q1 next year. Um, and we're looking for investors in yeah. the EOS community, the crypto community, and then just traditional social capital investors yeah. that are you know based in the US. Cool, man. I think because of time, let's just end it here, but it was nice chatting to you. If you had more time, we could have chatted a little more. But you, where are you originally from? from Puerto Rico? So grew up in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. um, now grew up there and we have two offices, one in Los Angeles, yeah. one in Puerto Rico. And if anybody wants to find out more about the product, they can find us online at www.allebt.com mm -hmm. and, okay. and then my email is Eli, E-L-I, mm -hmm. at A-L-L dot, I'm oh, sorry, E-L-I at allebt.com. But no, no, don't don't feel rushed. Actually, yeah, you know the mo the most important people that are here mm. are the entrepreneurs, 100%. are the developers. Yeah, you're right. Because we're actually building these businesses. Mm. I like the way on you think. The but on let's the keep on. Um, on the technology. So, so if you have a question, go for it. Okay. So yeah. w w I would like to know more a little bit about your history, how you got started, and yeah. how you ended up here in, in building. Were you in food stamps? Yes. Yeah. You know. I was living in LA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> living in LA. You know, there's a lot of people that grew up on food stamps, and there's a lot of misconceptions that it's just. Um, it's all different types of people. You can mm. be disabled, you could be a veteran, you could be a student, you could be unemployed. So there's a lot of different types of people that are on food stamps. So food stamps, I mean, from, I'm, I've never been to the United yeah. States. My understanding of food stamps is like you have to be at the very bottom yeah. for you to get food, food so stamps. So that's not true. So children are at the very bottom, if you think like that, right. because they don't have a source of income. So women with infants mm. 
that's a big portion of the population. So, and students too. And students, students and people that are underemployed, underbanked. Right. So it's actually a misconception. So you don't have to be at the bottom and be destitute. Mm -hmm. It's actually a huge part of the middle class of population in the U.S. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Wow, it's things are a little hard. I mean, if, yeah. uh, here food stamps. I mean, we don't. Do we have food stamps in South Africa? I they have grants. They have a grants that they give. Is it oh yeah, we, yeah. We through grants, yeah. I think it's nonprofit or NGOs. Mm -hmm. But I think here they need the same kind of solution that you have because it's a, it's more inefficient as well. People have to wait for like very long queues. Yeah. Before they they get their uh, their grants and stuff. And so you uh, and before you actually started the company, what were you doing? Yeah. So I've worked at a, at a bunch of startups. Mm. Uh, I worked at AdMob. They got. A, I was at Google. Okay. I was at Amazon. As a developer or? Out product manager, sales, business development. Yeah. And then so I did that for ten years, and then started doing some, working at companies that were doing like AI, speech yeah. recognition, voice recognition, artificial intelligence, computer vision. And all of these like San Francisco companies working on technology, working on the cutting edge, I was like noticing that all of those solutions weren't like fixing any of the problems in my community in LA. Yeah. And then I, every time I would go to the supermarket, I would see friends, family, neighbors queuing up yeah. and they didn't have the benefits of shopping online because they had to use their food stamps at the store. I said, just because I have uh, traditional banking infrastructure right. on my side, I can shop online. But for these people, they can't. And I said, no, this is a problem. What, what, what's wrong here? Mm -hmm. And then I had some children. I got married. And I was the one doing the shopping. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, this is ridiculous. And sure enough, the problem wouldn't go away. Yes. And I decided, let's just build something to solve the problem. Okay, so one thing that I would like to ask you is, you say, you know, your experience, you've been in sales, business development, and all that. Um, a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about tech, or the, especially the blockchain space. They think you have to be the developer for you to build a product, like to get involved uh, in a hackathon like this. Like, what did you have to do behind the scenes to, uh, to make sure you have a team that's willing for, especially when you're a startup, you don't have enough money to offer good developers like how do you put all that together without funding yeah I think I think I think um, oh let, let's let's put it sorry let's put it in a in a thought experiment you have an idea right now you're an entrepreneur but you're not a developer you don't know anything about blockchain but you know that this might work on the blockchain how do you start to create a team and maybe get funding and at one point and you know offices and all that yeah, so I think there's two questions there. Yeah. I think the blockchain question is you have to learn something. You're going to have to apply your abilities. And yeah. actually being a non-engineer, the only way to lead is to actually to lead. So I've actually had to get into the code, deploy the blockchain on my computer, work with the EOS interface command line. So there's a lot of tutorials out there mm -hmm. to help entrepreneurs get those skills and EOS that's what they did this week they yeah. incubated us they've given us the resources they had their whole their CTO their whole dev team here so 
you're it's actually going to take some effort and I, if you're going to build a technology company you're going to have to build a technology company so i don't agree with the with the idea that it can just be anybody doing anything and right absolutely. yeah yeah no 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 i don't agree with that so so your your answer is that you have to re get into it a little bit no? this yeah you can at at an early stage you are going to be the product manager mm. the CTO, the CEO, the developer, the design person, and hopefully you have like people around you that can yeah. can grow into those roles or already adapt. But I think the most important thing for all right, so going to the next question is like a startup. Mm. And how do you get people on board? Yeah. You have to find people that are aligned with the vision of the company. Right? So so for all EBT, all of the engineers, yeah. the first day on the job, guess what they have to do? They don't have. They don't get an orientation or some task. Mm -hmm. They actually have to go to the Department of Social Services, the food stamp office. Yeah. They have to fill out the forms just like a regular person would, to get on food stamps. Right. So they have to go out there and see how the process works. Yeah. And then, if they pass that test, then they can start working on the product. Right, so they need the, exper the experience of, you know. They need to understand the user. Yeah, absolutely. If they don't understand the user and their pain and what's the problem, then they can't be helpful to you. This is what's wrong with the blockchain uh, space, that a lot of people are building pro pro products that they have no, uh, they're not really connected to reality a lot. Exactly. Because they're not being tested and all that. So it's great to see people that, that are building, you know, real products in, that are actually in touch with the reality of <laughs> of people. So I think that's ended here, man. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Is there anything you'd like to share? Again, you can find information on the company at www.allebt.com. And right. I want to give a shout out to all the different companies in LA. I want to give a shout out to Brandon that's here in the background. Yeah. Cheers, and I want to give a shout out to all the people for, for supporting us. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers, man. Hello once again and that was the end of our conversation and just before you go just want to communicate a few things with you uh, quickly if you have uh, enjoyed any of the podcast or this specific podcast episode I would appreciate it if you share it with your friends and family through your social media Twitter Facebook etc etc as well as write me a five-star review on iTunes or Apple podcast app that would be fantastic it helps me flourish and sustain this podcast as well now uh, we also on other platforms like soundcloud uh, stitcher radio um and all other major podcast platforms so whichever way you're listening to it i would appreciate it if you leave me a review you can also subscribe to the Graf podcast through my website graejabesi.com g-r-e-y-j-a-b-e-s-i.com there you also find some of the blogs that i'm writing sometimes and you get notified as soon as the new episode has been published until next time enjoy and be productive